Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears. Yeah! Yeah! ESPN Chicago. And this is Carmen and Yurko. Live from the old National Bank Studio. WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago. A good Karma Brands radio station. Welcome back. I'm Jeff Meller along with Barstool Chief. We're sitting in for Carmen York today. We're back tomorrow for the guys as they take the week between Christmas and New Year's off. Uh, it's our opportunity to cross talk with Sylvie and Jesse Rogers, who's in for Waddle today, although you'll hear from Tom Waddle, I've been told. This portion of Waddle and Sylvie, or I guess crosstalk, uh, normally, you know, we would do the weekly waiver wire on Waddle and Sylvie, which is brought to you by the fine folks over at Tullamore Dew. But of course, this is championship week, so we didn't have an opportunity to do that. Hopefully, everybody is still alive in their fantasy football playoffs. I am not. Waddle and Aki beat me. So What? Yeah, so... Uh, the expert goes down. So I can no longer give any advice. Exactly. Waddle will have to share his waiver wire pickups with you guys when he that, joins you later. That should be the rule at the station, like, whoever wins... King of the Hill. ...hosts the show next year. King of the year. Hill, yeah. Waddle gets to be the fantasy Waddle. expert. Sunday morning, <laughs> Waddle, you're up. Waddle would tank. <laughs> that's true. Right. Waddle would tank if that's the case. That's true. Uh, <laughs> Sylvie and Jesse Rogers joining us in studio. What's up, boys? Did How's you, it going? Did you hear the uh, Dion uh, story about uh, fantasy football? I've no. heard many stories from Dion on fantasy football. Dion thought that uh, she was still uh, playing fantasy football. <laughs> She, she lost six in a row at she, one point. She, well, right, she, she, well, she had too many Steelers. They have no offense. She no, was on a Tracy, losing streak. She, oh, Tracy, like, that's right. Tracy's yeah. the Steelers. I go, Dion, you're on a losing streak. It's the playoffs. You can't still be alive. <laughs> <laughs> and then someone finally told her she's in the consolation bracket. <laughs> and that she is, in fact. She's still setting her lineup, though. Yeah, she is. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, she's still engaged with it. So, it through. congrats oh, to Dion. That's why. Who, now, so who won? So, ta- uh, so Waddle and Aki, a.k.a. Team Ryan and Ian, as they've dubbed themselves, Ryan Poles and Ian Cunningham. Team Ryan and Ian beat me this past week, so they advanced to the championship where they will be taking on Sarah Spain. So they'll be playing oh, wow. for the championship. It is Sarah Spain's league now. <laughs> I know Sylvie's got a... Uh, takes a little umbrage with that. She recruited. I, I, no, I didn't take any umbrage in it. She recruited. A, a lot of people... This, this the, 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 the league was on the fence. And I think it was, it was on a, life support. Is yes, that what you're saying? Yes. And, and Sarah Spain would not let it die this off season. So she recruited several people to come in and um, fill some spots. And so she's the commissioner. No, I'm the commissioner. Oh, oh you're the commissioner. I'm the commissioner. Because I, I just random name Adam Wainwright right, runs like six leagues, but he wins like half of them. Mm-hmm. And he's always a isn't there always a question mark when the commissioner wins the league? I feel not like really. I, I don't know. There's always something. It depends on if you've had some nefarious rule right. changes and stuff like that. Mid season, some, some trades that get through that yeah, probably right. shouldn't. Yeah. Well, all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, hmm. that guy's been eliminated for. But three I also weeks. feel like if you're running it. You're probably more into it than everyone else. That's fair. So you should do well. Probably. So I mean, It was just that Sarah recruited a bunch of people we didn't know. So this used to be a league that like would be a work league. Right. You, you can know, trash like, talk. Chief, like a barstool stuff. league yeah, like, yeah. where you knew everyone around the office. And it's turned into a league where we don't know half the people. 
now is she six and zero oh against the people that she recruited? Ooh, I, I don't know. We haven't so gone back. Maybe That's the commissioner should know. Interesting. I don't know. I'd have to go back and look through hmm. her uh, schedule here. I don't. I like Sarah Spain. Somebody are who, they burnt? Are they Sarah Spain burner teams? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good. Question. Wait a minute. It's not Caps <laughs> League. It's Sarah's league. Oh, <laughs> she made another trade. She's got Mahomes now. And Tyreek Hill. How'd that happen? They're back together. Jeff's asleep at the wheel. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. That's fair. I've got too many leagues to be, uh, you know, somebody who's ruling. Are like you an winning iron any fist. of them? Because really, I'm thinking about pulling your dude, show. So I'm really I was thinking about pulling. <laughs> dude, your he's, ex, your he's expertise, great. Uh, he's great at fantasy. Label. But Don't. I will tell you. So well, apparently I, not. I was no, in, no, he's great. I was in the uh, semifinals in four leagues this past weekend. Okay, that's pretty good. And I was bounced in all four. Like oh, sometimes right. the fantasy gods do not smile upon you. I mean, you. you made four semifinals. I always I, say I can, I can applaud that. I always say fantasy football. Listen, listen getting to the playoffs is about skill. After that, once you get there, it's really it's kind of like the baseball playoffs, right? It's yeah. kind of, it's very random, a lot of crap, uh, a lot of crap shooting there. So, well, especially late in the year because of all the injuries. Yeah, right? and the You're same thing backups. happens. Same thing happens in fantasy football, right? No, that's what I meant. Fantasy football, I thought you meant baseball. <laughs> and baseball. Like, like I the, feel like there's more injuries in the fantasy football playoffs than the baseball playoffs. The, well, the Dodgers would beg to differ. They don't have any of their starting pitchers True. when the playoffs are all around. True. There has been some starting pitchers that have gone down. I guess just like quarterbacks. We right? never got to it. Since you're here, do you want to pick his brain about some uh, hot stove? Because I know that was on your mind. Yeah, is Ricketts going to? They're going to do anything. I think they forgot that uh, there's a players available or something. I, you know, they're, they're like the only team that hasn't signed a major league player or a free agent. They've signed some minor league guys. The answer is I yes. I feel like they promised us. Uh, of course they will. Sometimes your offseason happens early, sometimes late. I mean, there's plenty of free agents left. They're probably doing some bargain shopping or waiting for some numbers to come down. So let's judge them February 1, not January 1, though it doesn't look like it's going to be a grand slam offseason. I think we can already say yeah. that. So it, it kind of feels like it's Bellinger or Bust now. Feels like it a little bit. Now yeah. they they'll work out, they'll work some edges, bring in some, maybe Reese Hoskins. If they bring back Bellinger, it's at least a good yeah. offseason. Yeah. But what does that get? You're, you're back to 83 wins in a sense, right? right. So this, I said this on MLB Radio this morning. Like if Vegas doesn't make the Cubs over under 90, to me it's not a successful offseason. Now I'm just talking offseason. Anything can happen, but they should be pushing into the 90 win category if this thing was advancing the way it is. And I don't think right now you would make it 90. I don't think any chance you would. It'd be more like 83, 84, 85. I, mean, I don't even know how they're going to fill out the pitching staff. Like they got work to do all over the place. Yes, sure. they do. First, third base, pitching, no doubt. They need another stud. <laughs> yeah, Maybe the three everything. most important positions Left that you can have. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. need yeah. another stud with Justin Steele atop yeah. the pitching staff. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I feel like this was like, we'll stomach getting rid of the, the core and having a rebuilding time. We're not spending now. We're waiting for winter 23, and we just haven't seen it. They get outbid, and they just seem like they're not really even involved. Right. That's the thing, and I've said this on the air. You know, In the last few years, things have changed. More and more decade-long 40-year-old guys are getting, you know, eventually will be 40 and still playing, are getting these huge contracts. That's a relatively recent thing. I mean, mm-hmm. there were there were occasional, but we're saying 10 years, 13 years, 12 years, and I don't think Tom Ricketts really believes in that. I don't think that. And I, I get it. Like, you, you want to pay a guy $30 million when he's 40, but if everyone else is doing it and you want some stars, you might have right. to do it. Yeah. Or you have to you have to front load it. You have to you have to pay a lot more now. You're you're going to have to give them the same amount of money. Yeah, right. right. Now, that's a good point. Like, listen, if you don't want to pay them that much money when they're in their 38, 39, 40-year-old season, fine. Then make it three years shorter, but then you're going to have to pay the same right. amount of yeah. money. So do you really care? Is it, you know, 
you, you you can like the owners can hide behind the long term deals not being money well spent. But if the Dodgers are willing to pay over a billion dollars in an offseason, that's the going rate. So if you want to play in those deep waters, that's what you're going to have to If spend. you want stars, Simeon, Seager, Yamamoto, Otani, Harper, I mean, Machado. Bogarts, yeah. Machado, they're all getting these decades-long deals. Juan and I, Soto next year. Juan Soto's yeah. going to get it. And, and you saw the Rangers kind of spend their way. <laughs> you know, but I will, so, I will tell you money well spent yeah. there. I will tell you the conversations uh, at, at Wrigley Field are more about oh look the last uh, four s- number six seeds in the National League have made the World Series instead of hey look the Rangers fast forwarded it their yeah. rebuild right. spent a billion and won the World Series and hey how about when's the last time the Dodgers didn't make the playoffs? It's been a decade, Forever. That, right? Yeah. So like like I know that. The injury that we were just talking yeah. about, the injury luck hasn't been on their side. Mm-hmm. But every single year, the Dodgers are in the playoffs. And every single year, when you enter them, they're usually the favorite. The irony is the Cubs want that kind of consistency. But that that also costs, costs money. money. It mm. costs money. to ki- Like, they're trying to build something sustainable. But to break through, you need stars. Yeah. Do you think you the Texas stars. Rangers were a profitable business this year? Um, probably, yeah. Okay, so probably. like if you if you yeah with the playoff you, games, yeah, and that's yeah. what. I, so the, it's like you. The, the Cubs should always be a profitable business. You would think. I refuse to go to the Winter Wonderland this year because they hadn't spent. Really? They, yeah. They, I would have gone a little skate date I, there I've heard for from sure. A lot of fans t- that take their stand that way. I think that's exactly how Tyler protested the Cubs yeah. was by not going. Yeah, I bet you they felt it. They knew I wasn't <laughs> there. If you had yeah. kids, would you would you be different? No, I don't think so. You wouldn't take I'll the take kids. Them skate somewhere else. There's plenty yeah. of places to you yeah. Know, take. Yeah, the you kids. can take them to the UC or Johnny's Ice Wherever. House and be like, yeah. like "Listen, I, I know here. people. I'll sneak you in." Yep. Right. But we'll figure out a way. But I, uh, if we, if they had spent on it, a middle reliever, I've been like, "All right, let's go." I mean, to this date, including today, the White Sox signed reliever Jerry can say, "Look, I'm out spending the Cubs for God's sakes. That's bad." All right. When Jerry's I mean, like, if, if Jerry, <laughs> if Jerry's, uh, he probably is the model owner. He's busy. Tim Hill. He's busy. He's scouting locations in Nashville. He doesn't have time for the uh, hot stove. But it, it does feel like Chris Getz is so desperate to turn over the culture that he'll take a 37-year-old catcher that's Ugh. hit under 200 three straight seasons because he is a good leader and all that yeah. just to turn it over. Is that I close? mean, I'm a nice guy. Does he want to sign me? Right. <laughs> right. What's the difference? Are you a culture guy at Barstool? Oh, I, I'm, I'm all about the vibes. Keep everybody feeling good. Yeah. Who's a bad culture guy at, at Barstool? Is it White Sox Dave? No, probably Dave Portnoy. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. I mean, I love him. He's, he's a great boss, but like, yeah, I don't know if the vibes are great when he's around. We'll say that. Yeah, I feel like, kind of on I edge. feel like Portnoy, Portnoy runs Barstool like Jerry Jones runs the Dallas Cowboys. I think he's a little ment- more mentally sharp than uh, than Jerry Jones, but yeah, he like cracks the whip and the, and you know he comes out to Chicago quite a bit now at the new office, and you know when he's there. Yeah. Does Portnoy yeah. talk about the glory hole? Yeah, I'm sure he does. <laughs> Probably. I don't know. I don't know. Get the reference, but sure. <laughs> He's got videos out there where, where yeah. is that for Jack to play or yeah. Charlie oh, to play. That, yeah. He taught, that that is a reference to the oil, right? Correct. Wasn't it? Well, yeah. I when, mean, when he way back in the day, uh, a couple yes. years ago. Correct. Yeah. Unless Jerry Jones is just playing coy, oh. and he's got double entendre all over. Yeah. But yes, the old glory hole in Texas. Means something substantially different than it, what it does right. probably around yes. the rest of yeah. America. I can't tell you how many no. times in my life when I have had it handed to me in a lot of different ways, but I went back to work, got up on Monday morning, and there it was. Glory hole. <laughs> right there in the middle of it. Uh, yeah, he's, he's a one in a million. He's, a one, he's one in a million. So, 
Yeah, no, I, they, and you know, Dave has some some videos out there too. Yeah. So, which don't look him <laughs> right. up. That's a federal that, offense. That's a but, whole that's <laughs> a whole new thing. One bite, yeah. everyone knows the rule. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, how about last night? First overtime game I winner for the it. kid. I was you buzzing. Know, we you know started I, the show that way. Yeah, I was like, I got Barstool Chief, and no, there's only one place to start. You know what I love about it is it wasn't actually anything. You know, some incredible move, but that's the point. The respect he gets, you see the defenseman backing up, and then the quickest shot that, that you could. Like, that's a shot anybody can take, but very few make it. It was straight on. But that release, no one does that the, release. The release, the release and, 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 and the respect, you see the defenseman backing up. Yeah. Um, one of many, right? Game winner. He's, sure. he's spectacular. And he against really Connor Hullabuck, who's like one of the best goalies in the league, uh, has won the Vezina. Like, it, we got some. We got a star boy. We got something special. It's going to be our star boy. Yeah. It's going to be, it should be a fun, hopefully, five, six years. Not anytime soon, but well, at least maybe. we got him. So I was, with, I was, I was at like that. that. can go fast. I was at that game last night. That's the most electric that place has been in a long time. I, it was, if, it was standing room only. I had to stand. It felt like that. And the holiday games are always kind of like that, I feel like, if people give the tickets for a Christmas gift. But I went right before Christmas, too, Charlie. And that it, the anthem felt like I had been transported back like 10 years. It, really? it was it was great. So I love when that place is is buzzing. And it, it has been the last in, you know, in all three seriousness, weeks. Is it a decent culture that they're building? I think they got a long way to go. Okay. I think they got a long way to go. Because One, I, I do feel like it's the year of the culture. We saw the, the White Sox culture crater, the Bulls culture change overnight with one guy's absence. Yep. Like it, it, it's a reminder, <laughs> chemistry and all that so stuff it, does matter. Yeah. And, Chief, Chief said, I, I think the most enlightening thing you said is that if you, just pinning you down, probably three players are on this roster when they actually become good again. Yeah. And so that's what you're dealing with right now. It's hard to assess culture when a vast majority of what you hope will be, yeah. you know, the the actual, you know, blueprints of a good team is not there yet. Yeah, and then they're very young, and then they're old guys that are expensive are not very good. And so it's going to take it's going to take some time. I just want to see good habits and play hard and, right. and do all those things which I, even that's been a little kind of touch and go. Um but we'll we'll see. I mean it's it's I have no you want the number 1 pick again. That's kinda, <laughs> we're on we're on that train so Is there it, another uh, game Hawks. changer? Oh yeah. Not, not to that, yeah. not to Bedard's level but Macklin Celebrini who played for the Steel out in Geneva uh just like Fantilli did last year. They, that's a program. He's He's awesome. He's dominating college hockey at 17 years old. Imagine if the Bears and Hawks got the first pick again. <laughs> we, deserve back we deserve Insane. it. We deserve it. We've been through a lot of pain here this last decade with yeah. double doinks and blowing up the dynasty and all that. So, double doinks. Yeah. So, and I, I saw your column, Sylvie, which is perfect that you have Jesse in today because you guys can bet that back we and forth. I got to we do, got a whole thing planned. I got to do that <laughs> uh, on Tuesday with Jess. So, but. Did you catch Courtney Cronin, the nugget she dropped on us when we had her on at I was driving today? in, yes, yes. So we, I, I get what she's saying, yeah, and, and I, I think you get it too. Like, If you're going to keep, and the nugget that you're referring to is, if you keep Eberflus, you extend him, therefore he's not on a hot seat when things go wrong, and therefore you can recruit a, an offensive coordinator. Right. Because if, yeah. you, if you just keep him... And then you just get like a run of the mill OC. It's like like what do you what do you? Then you're doing Mark Mike Martz all over again, yeah, right? right? Where you've got a head coach and, and and chief. I'm with you. Like my whole thing is, I, I want to get a new coach and a new mm-hmm. quarterback. And and again, like people people get very triggered by the 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 the, the fields thing again. 
I have nothing against Fields. My kids have Fields jerseys. I was a fan of them drafting him. I wish it would have worked. If they didn't have the number one pick, I wouldn't be calling for them to move on from Fields. This has been the sort of artificial deadline for me where there hasn't been enough progress for me where you can just continue to stay the course and people like you should like the mentions are off the charts and yeah uh, and and like you would think that I've asked like all I've asked for is You're- them to draft another quarterback I've said nothing poor about Justin he's a great leader he's a hard worker he's tried his best it just hasn't worked out and and I even said in the column I am still scared, yep. and I don't have all the answers. If you read the column, I have nightmares that Justin goes to Atlanta or yep. somewhere else and turns into something great. Mm-hmm. All I want is the Bears to make the right choice. I want to finally in my life go on the rocket ship ride with the star quarterback. That's it. It looks uh, awesome. Uh, yeah, it, it looks it like would the be best time ever. It's a fun ride. Most fun yeah. ride. I don't yeah. know what it's like. I, it's, right. like yeah. you know, it's like we're all ten years old, waiting to reach the height where they can say you can go on the ride. we've been standing in this line forever. Yes, yeah. it's like the first time that I I was a great America, and when they opened up the Eagle, and it said an hour and a half, and I'm standing there picturing what it would be like, and I'm like, oh, that's so cool. Yeah. What's it like? And I'm just waiting to get on the ride. So, and yeah. every time I get to the front of the line, they're like, "Sorry, kid, you're too short." Yeah, yep. And and I just want to get to yeah. the front of the, the the line and them say, "Okay, now you can ride the ride." Yes. And that's it. And and if it was with Justin, that was all. If it is with Justin, fine. If you could tell me Justin next year is gonna be great, so bypass the number one pick. For him, and there is no guarantee, right. and, I, and I understand. Yes, there is no guarantee that you draft Caleb Williams or Drake May or anybody else, and there would be a guarantee on that side. But I don't think that you can be true to yourself with the way he is produced or lack yeah. thereof, mm-hmm. and bypass that guy next year. That's my that's my take on it. I have not asked him to give up his firstborn. <laughs> I am not doing that. All I am saying is. This one Bears fan has said that is my stance on where they are with the quarterback. Is he the most polarizing athlete in your time here? No. F- no? no because it's close. I think he's getting close to no, Cutler. No, no. He's getting close to now, Cutler. I disagree I feel like the because people that love him are like, don't you dare say anything negative about it, Justin Fields. You're no. right. Yeah. You're, you're, no, no. You're, the reason he's not the most is because there's no um, character polarizing part of him. It doesn't Meaning, matter. Everybody Does it likes him. Yeah, I think it does to, to be that polar. Jay Cutler was polarizing. I don't think Justin but, Fields is, but, is as polarizing because he, he is so likable. He, he may not be there yet, but I think there's certainly a possibility where we get to the point where, he, where we may end up feeling that way. I, I just, I think you have the people who are like, he's a star, all the problems are everyone else's fault, and then you have the other people being like, he's a running back. And like The gap between <laughs> right. those two comments is, to me, Right. I, I don't. I can't remember. And the the vitriol and the passion about well, it. That's all it is. Crazy. It's, it's it, it, it is. It, all I've wanted is 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 more. Mm-hmm. And I thought we'd get more this year. I did too. Yes. And, and Getsy, yes, Getsy has not been good to him. Getsy wants him to be Drew Bledsoe. And, and well, Nagy, Nagy yeah. wasn't good to him. Yeah. 
But and I, I get that they wanted to see him play from the pocket a little mm-hmm. bit more to see if they can pull that out of him. But he also too has to raise yeah. tides. Yep. Yep. The quarterback has to raise tides as well, and they want to see that. Poles wants to see that because it's not his guy that he drafted. Yep. And he wants to know: Do I draft my own guy, or do I continue to hitch my wagon with a guy that I don't really have? You know, a, a like, I didn't stick my claim to. You know, and remember, and, and I, I wrote this in the column, Alex Smith was a number one overall pick in yep. San Francisco. Kansas City, uh, after Harbaugh re- reclamated his uh, career, but Kansas City had him at 4,000 yards, 26 touchdowns, Stud. five interceptions, a 110 quarterback rating, and they said, not good enough for us. Mm-hmm. We're going to go with the unproven Patrick Mahomes. And I know that sounds crazy now because he's one of the greatest of all time, but he was unproven. Yep. And they moved off of Alex Smith at 4,000 yards, 26 touchdowns, five interceptions. And in the playoffs, by the way, for in multiple years. Yep. So if you can do that with a 4,000-yard passer, why can't you move off of a 2,200-yard passer with an 84-quarterback rating for a guy that you may deem better in Caleb Williams, Drake May, or whoever? Yeah, I guess maybe Alex Smith was what thirty five. I think was he thirty five? He was then. Pretty, I think he was because I think when he had the major injury with the Redskins or Washington, they were, whatever. They were yeah, Redskins then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. You're allowed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I make that mistake I every it. single time. I, well, I don't know why I have such a mental block. When you about guys that. get out of here, I'm going to push back on every single argument. <laughs> That's fine. So like, like, three, one, two, three, three, two, I'm not sure of anything either, but I can give you rational pushbacks on everything you said. He was 33, by the way, his last season at KC. Okay. Like and like. That's what I, I don't understand. This is sports. Again, I've always had the take that I don't have all the answers. I'm not a scout. I'm not a general manager. It's sort of like when you go into a restaurant. I'm not a chef. Right. I can't prepare the meal. I can't tell you how to prepare the meal, but I could tell you if it's good or yeah. not. Yeah, of course. And, and like, yeah. I could tell you this hasn't been good enough. Um, so how you fix it or who the next guy is, I don't know that. I want polls to get that right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like, I think it's fine to, to have the discussion and say, Sylvie, you're wrong for this reason. Right. But when you you say that, it, like, you suck you don't simply know because <laughs> you don't like the quarterback yeah, that is my favorite guy, I think that's stupid and yeah. that ruins a debate. This is sports. We could have a conversation, and that's what we've always tried to do on this show. We've never in 17 years have had callers call in and say, you're an idiot like some other shows have done, or get off of my airwaves. But we have passionate sports arguments, and that's what Waddle and I have always tried to do. It's great because that's what sports is about, debate, and it doesn't mean anybody's right or wrong because it's just an opinion. But what I'm getting at is, Sylvie, even the people that have lived their life in this sport, meaning executives, don't know what the heck they're doing half the time. Somebody believed Mitch Trubisky was worth the second pick in the draft, and now he had to move up to get him. And Mitch Trubisky can't play quarterback dead. I mean, it's, of course. it's yeah. insane. So just think about oh, Mike Trout was passed over. I mean, it, well, nobody me knows what they're example. doing. Nobody you, knows what they're I'll doing. I'll give you another it's example. It's all a crapshoot. Uh, uh, everyone's favorite coach in San Francisco, Shanahan. Yeah. Shanahan, who everyone believes gets it right, gets it right. Shanahan's answer at quarterback, yep, or yep. their answer as a franchise, was trading up all those draft picks and going to get Trey Lance. 
Their answer wasn't what they have now in Brock Purdy. No doubt. Sure, they took a, a flyer on Brock Purdy as Mr. Irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Their answer was to move up and move everything for Trey Lance. Yep. He was supposed to be their answer. No doubt. They completely got that wrong, but they were still good enough to move on and to get Brock Whoever Purdy. Yeah. Right. Brock Purdy but is the still, guy that but deserves like, so, the, uh, so the race. So to your point, yeah. like, oh, I'm just a host. Even the greatest in John Lynch and, and Shanahan yep. still get it wrong. Yeah. And the worst in Ryan Pace. I, <laughs> I, I have but one that's question. That's less surprising when he gets it wrong. I have one question for you guys. And do you think polls should be held accountable for not taking Stroud? So it's like, he, Fields is not my guy. Well, he is kind of your guy because you had an opportunity to take what looks like a very good quarterback course, at the no, top. Of course he but should I feel be held like accountable. No one talks about that. I mean, it, 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 yes, he should we be held accountable. We but we have, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I'll share that with you coming up next. Okay, like, <laughs> but he also didn't take Young, so we should we should That's, praise him. I mean, the whole thing's a crapshoot. That is a tease, and I'll just leave yeah. you with this. You mentioned the 49ers. You know what? The, the, my one takeaway here is the Bears then need to go out and get Brian Greasy, who is the man who stood on the table and pounded his fist for the 49ers to select Brock Purdy. He's the guy who's in San Francisco right now. Wait, Brian Greasy was there when they took uh, mm-hmm. Purdy? He's, he's the he one. wasn't in the booth then? He's their quarterback's coach now. Yeah. He is huh. now, but I thought I, he just got I'm, the job. This when they dra- I'm almost positive Brian Greasy's the man who was. He was. I'll have to go back and look. I'm well, almost positive. Okay. But so, hey, maybe I him. You, a you, need an OC. <laughs> you need an OC in here in Chicago if that's uh, a former quarterback oh, would know what a good quarterback looks like, right? Brian Greasy has I guess history. it's been two years. I guess this is his second year. Yeah. So, just wor- uh, food for thought. All right. Three three two three seven seven six. It's going to be interesting. Jesse wants to do a live poll. Like, you know how we yes. like our poll questions? Mm-hmm. He wants to do a live poll on the air. We're going to do this at three. Who stays and who goes of the three? Yep. And, and we're going to do everyone gets 15 seconds at three o'clock. Getsy, Fields. 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 And Beautiful. we're going to guess on how the tallies are going to go. All this right. is at three. But if you want to react to the column that I wrote, and I, I sort of gave you a, a peek into it yesterday. Like, I, I think it's time to draft another quarterback and to move on from Fields. Doesn't mean that I think he sucks. It's because you're faced with the number one overall pick. Sounds great. I'll be listening on my drive home. We'll be back tomorrow. Um, and I see you've got Robert Mays on the docket at 4 yes. o'clock as well. Always love to hear what he and, has and to Waddle's say. And going to pop on at 5. We're going to share some JD stories. Um, two years yeah. ago today, we lost one of the greatest of all time Yes, in, in JD. I'm wearing my JD shirt. So is uh, Jesse. And we will share some JD stories at four o'clock at Hallis today. They give out the Good Guy Award yes. to a Bears player, and we'll share with you who that is later in the show. All right, great stuff, Sylvie with Jesse in for Waddle. But again, you'll hear from Waddle at five o'clock. Chief, thanks for sitting in. Well, let's do it again tomorrow. Sounds good. Can't wait. All right, this is ESPN One Thousand. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. All right, uh, 312-332-3776. That's the phone number. Jesse is in. For Waddle today, it's great to have Jesse. We're Happy talking, holidays. Talking Bears and that, uh, the quarterback position to start. I wrote the, the column for Shaw Media, right? Column that comes out every uh, Thursday uh, is in a lot of the papers around town. 
uh, notably the Daily Herald as well. Mm-hmm. All of uh, Shaw Local, I posted uh, on my Twitter, and the mentions are, are insane. Some of the comments are insane. I try to uh, stay away. I love to engage, but when some of the comments uh, go crazy, it, it, it's tough to do. You've been a part in, of that as well. In this social media world, you're going to hear it no matter what your opinion is. The yeah. sky is blue. Someone's going to come down on you. Well, look, and, <laughs> and I, love to, I love to have a sports debate. I, oh, I, yeah. I'm cool with it. And again, I don't, I've always taken it. I don't have all the answers. It's just it's an opinion. Um, but when, when you start calling names, when you start... Um, just swinging at a, a post without reading what the actual article says. Like, that, that drives me insane, too. Um, when you start uh, just uh, going off about trash stuff without, like, without any basis, like, let's, let's talk. That's always been my motto. Let's yeah, for ta- sure. Let, let, well, let's that, talk. Which That's is what we open and, up the phone Which is what for. you and I are going to do right now. It was a perfectly rational column. I just tend to disagree with it. And even you saying you don't have all the answers, I, I disagree with it. But for openly say I could be wrong. I disagree with it. Only slightly do I disagree with it because it doesn't feel like there's a definitive right answer. And this is part of the reason I want to do this phone poll at, at 3 o'clock and really get a feel for what Chicago's thinking. We're going to take like 20 calls, hopefully, on this subject. But I can easily push back on it, Sylvie, for two reasons. One is a rational reason. One is a very irrational reason. So I'll start with the irrational reason. The irrational reason is I just can't. There's two irrational reasons. I just can't start over again. I just can't do it mentally. First year rookie quarterbacks don't do a lot. So now we have to wait till the second year and third year. I just can't do it. And the other irrational reason is we've been burned so many times with high picks. Who's to say we won't be burned again? And then even worse, we're going to have to start over. Keeps you know this cycle. So those are kind of the irrational yeah, reasons. Sure. My they ra- are those are two irrational right. reasons. My rational reason in keeping him and building a monster around him are twofold. One, we all admit, and I think you do too, he has a unique skill set. It just hasn't completely been developed. We have a quarterback with a unique skill set with some minuses for sure. If we build a monster around him, I think it's kind of the opposite of what you said before. He's got to raise all, all, you know, all tides. They can raise his play with a monster team around him. I've brought up the Niners over the last two weeks a lot on these airwaves, and I want to remind everybody, not the Brock Purdy comparison, Kyle Shanahan took Jimmy Garoppolo to the Super Bowl, a guy who couldn't throw in the middle of the field, who had all sorts of limitations. There are many examples, or at least a few, where you can go far with a decent starting quarterback that isn't necessarily an all-pro. Build a monster around him. You have a chance to do that with the cap space and draft capital available. I I get it, but just like I said before with Kyle Shanahan, he took the ultra-talented Trey Lance. Mm -hmm that he deemed or they deemed whatever you want to believe to be their guy who had all the skills of an athlete, a dual threat. And they deemed him not worthy of that. And they moved on much quicker than the bears moved on with Justin Fields. There are certain guys. And that's what I highlighted in the column early. 
Justin has everything. He's made out of a lab. He's got the height. He's got the speed. He's got the strength. He's got the work ethic. He's got the leadership. He's got everything you want in a football player. There is nothing on paper that I do not like about Justin Fields. But when he gets between the lines, when it's time to process, when it's time to produce, he is not produced to the level that I would like to see. And that some, maybe that Ryan Poles would like to see, that maybe other Bears fans would like to see. So we can continue to build a monster. And while we all cite Jalen Hurts or Josh Allen and some Lamar Jackson and some of the other guys that he could become. For every one of those, Mm. there are five other guys who never made it. What about Marcus Mariota, who is also drafted number two overall, who is now a backup with another team in Philadelphia, who, by the way, produced much more, and I wrote this in the column, for the Tennessee Titans in his first three years than Justin Fields produced for the Chicago Bears as a dual-threat quarterback throwing and passing. What about some of the other guys who get Carson Wentz, who produced way more for the Philadelphia Mm -hmm. Eagles than Justin Fields has done for the Bears? We can continue to build around them. There are certain guys that do have it all, and that's why they're drafted high, but they just can never put it together. And you will never, ever have a better chance to find his replacement than now. And that's what I'm worried about. I get it. You could trade down. You could continue to do this. In my opinion, this is the perfect time to reset the financial clock Mm -hmm. to start. Like, I don't think you're rebuilding. A lot of people, I read a lot of comments saying, well, Sylvie, I'm scared of starting over. Which is what I just said. You're not. You're handing the baton to the quarterback with a ground floor that is much higher now. The foundation, I would agree the ground floor is much higher. But. You've DJ Moore, the offensive line getting better, still the draft capital and the free agency money where you can continue to build a really, really good team. And then you could, if you get it right, like the Texans and like what um, Barstool Chief was talking about, if you get it right, you can get a rookie quarterback who could take you on the rocket ship. It is up to them to get it right. But that's the thing. You say if they get it right. Well, well, how, well, and this is where the irrational side of me well, takes over. How many times have they gotten it wrong? Well, again, like... And now, you know, now you've run into a guy... Aren't you supposed to think about getting it right and not wrong? Can you... Like, can but if you they make, keep feels, is that making the wrong call? Like, he's not... But he's what better is he than sh- Trubisky. What has Justin shown you... That he is the guy, right? Uh, uh, that he can a be a skill star. set, a unique skill set that that hasn't result. That what has he done? What has he produced? Well, he's going to quarterback a team that is going to be a four or five win improvement over last year, and easily he, he's been quarterbacking for three of those wins. Okay, uh, and easily, you know, the collapses aren't all on him. They had a lead. They had a lead. A granted, he fumbled. He threw intercept. But that's part of the growth of a team. I don't know. I just can't start over again. And, uh, and, and look, I don't know about all those other quarterbacks, but you couldn't have picked two people worse to coach this guy. A head coach, completely defensive-minded, and another guy that watched Aaron Rodgers for the last three or four years. I, I'm sorry. And I know that's a cop-out, but I, I was like, hire Greg Roman, the guy that, that tutored Lamar Jackson. They didn't do that. They hired Eberflus and brought in Getze. And I know like a great quarterback is coach-proof. He's not that. And what I've said this, don't let imperfect be the enemy of good. He's good. 
Is he? I think he's good. The fourth quarter stats. For NFL? Like, again, the, okay. four, like the fourth quarter numbers, he is amongst he, the worst in the believe, entire NFL. And do you believe that, that is who he is for 10 years? Well, I don't a know. fourth quarter but, disaster. But I can only, like, this was supposed, we went into the season, we all said this, everyone, even the field supporter, this is going to be the year that he takes off like Jalen Hurts. You guys watch. You guys, and like, yeah. this is going to Barstool Chiefs argument yeah. about, uh, do you hold it against polls that he didn't take C.J. Stroud? And I don't. Oh, I do. Okay, well. If, if, you, if you think that's the wrong call. Yeah, uh, 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 he, he had a quarterback. It's his job to assess him, whether he drafted him. I'm so sick of it. Ryan Poles didn't draft him. I don't care. He's the GM with him as the quarterback. Assess him. And analyze he, him. And, and here's where I thought that last year in the moment, I thought Fields gave you a lot where you can grab onto and say, the starting point is 1,100 yards rushing. Yeah. And some of those games in the middle of the year where he was throwing for big yards with that, with those skill guys, that was enough to hold on to in year two or as some considered year one. And so let's wait. Let's add DJ more. Let's build the line. Let's trade down. Let's add more stuff. Let's pass on CJ Stroud. We're not, we're not deeming him as the guy. Let's see what, what, what Justin can do. And, and they did. And in this year, he, he has not grown statistically at all. I guess. So why continue to run in place after adding DJ Moore, after building the line? And that's, that's my thought. I guess I'd give him one more chance. I would decline the fifth, fifth year option. I'd bring him back. I would draft a quarterback. Well, you're mad at him for not taking C.J. Stroud, and now you, you're saying— No, I'm saying, not mad at him. I'm oh, saying we can judge him. Oh, if you're, oh. You can be mad at Poles for not taking Stroud. No, I'm not, I'm not mad. I, I don't, oh, I thought you said I, you were. I, I, it, the funny thing is I, didn't, I wasn't a Fields backer when he came out of college and they drafted him, I'm just, and I'm not even that big of a backer. I just feel like there's a unique skill set that can still be developed— uh, trade down, get a massive haul, do all these things, build a monster around him, draft a quarterback maybe in the third or fourth round, just as a guy that's maybe talented, and give Fields one more year. You can always franchise him after that or let him go after four years. I'm, I guess that's where I've landed. Okay, three one two three three two three seven seven six. We talked a lot about it. To me right now, it's a, a, a production thing. It's also me watching some of the film and relying on some of the people that I trust when guys are open and he just doesn't throw it when he's supposed to throw it. Sure. Um, there are a lot of great things that he does with the legs, with the off-platform plays. His athleticism is second to none. I don't believe that he's totally utilized it like he should as, as a quarterback where he could pair both together as a true dual threat. Sure. Um, three one two three three two three seven seven six. That's where I stand. I, again, I, I like I like so much about him. I just want to go on the rocket ship ride with the quarterback, and I don't believe he's the guy to do it with. Three three two three seven seven six. We'll take your calls next. ESPN one thousand, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Waddle and Sylvie. Watch us and join the chat. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago on Twitch.tv or the Twitch app. Jesse's in for Waddle. By the way, congrats to Eddie Jackson. uh, The press conference was earlier than we thought. He was named the JD Good Guy Award uh, in the Bears organization. Today was two years ago that uh, we lost J.D. Um, to cancer. 
Um, and uh, Waddle's going to join us at five as we tell some JD stories. Um, and Eddie Jackson won, wins the Good Guy Award. I believe there's going to be uh, a donation from the Vaughn McClure Jeff Dickerson Foundation to Eddie Jackson's charity of choice. Cole Komet won the award last year. And, this, and the Good Guy Award is, is as it relates to how he deals with the public and the media, especially yes. that, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Perfect, perfectly named award after Jeff. Um, what what a great legacy he left behind, and that award will continue on long but, after we're gone. Yes, you know what I mean. Yes. So, and, and um, there's a spot in the Bears press room with JD's picture yeah. and the recipients of the Good Guy. I don't know award. Cole Komet or Eddie Jackson personally, but. They must be good guys. Yes. Yeah. It, it, both of them are. And um, it's it's terrific. So congrats to Eddie Jackson. And we will never forget J.D. I'm wearing my shirt today. You can see it on Twitch. So is J.D. Uh, so is um, uh, Jesse. J.R. J.R. Yeah, J.R. wearing the J.D. shirt. Uh, Jesse Rogers. So uh, tune us in on twitch.tv slash ESPN 1000. And you can, also, uh, you can also watch us on YouTube Live. Let's go to Raphael and Joliet. What's up, Rafi? Raphael, going once, going twice. Oh, sorry, I was there on mute. Yeah, Go you're ahead. usually a great caller. What Come happened? On. Come on. <laughs> sorry, I'm working from home and I have to talk to a coworker. It's okay. But anyway, I wanted to talk to Jesse because what I think he's failing to consider if you roll it back and it doesn't work is now you're in a less favorable position to replace your starting quarterback. Like, if it doesn't work, you'll probably have to trade some of the resources you gain from training that first pick to go back into the top of the draft and it's like either that or sign an aging veteran and i just i don't think the production is there like sylvia said even if caleb isn't that generational guy even if he's 50 percent of what the scouts say he is it should be better than what fields is currently offering you at least passing the ball so like there really is not a lot of downside other than him being a complete bust but it's like it's it just doesn't make sense to just roll it back with Fields. Oh, I, I disagree that there isn't. So, first of all, yes, as a passer, but don't forget about Fields, the runner, and that part of his skill set. Which I congratulate you when you wrote about this. You mentioned the of running course. game it's because you were, you were quick to mention Flacco's passing yards. Flacco ran for zero yards. Of course. So, but but look, I'd rather have a great passer than a runner. The, the passing is more important. The running can get you hurt. It's not the real way. But others have succeeded. Julian Hurts, Lamar Jackson with the dual threat. He just hasn't perfected it. But my, my idea is to draft a quarterback in the third or fourth round who could still be a starting quarterback. We've seen many. Tom Brady was drafted. Of you know, course. So if it doesn't work out with Fields, you've still built a monster around the quarterback even if it's not field, you insert someone new. Just might not be somebody with the skill set of Caleb Williams. You just may not love him, though. Right. You know, you could get the guy that you love. But he still could be very love. capable. You get your pick of the litter. Um, John on 94, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, John? Hey, great show, guys. And Sylvie, love the article. I mean, I, I disagree with you, but I love that you're rational and all the insanity. I mean, to me, if, if it's, you know, if I'm sitting in Ryan Pohl's chair... Then Luke Getze is gone, even Flus and field stay, and I'm writing a piece of paper like Kevin Costner in draft day, and I'm saying MHJ no matter what, and I'm putting it in my pocket. If I can trade down to three and get him, if I have to stay at one and get him, I'm getting him, I'm building the team, and I'm just going to let it ride. I mean, it's something like 50% of first-round quarterbacks are total bust. Since 2011, only Patrick Mahomes 
uh, has won a Super Bowl uh, of quarterbacks taken in the first round. It's incredible. It's way, That's incredible. way, way too risky. I'm with um, you. And the thing is, we know, with well, my point, we know Fields is not a bust. So let's deal with what we have. Let's deal with what we have and build him, build around him and bring out the best in him. John, thanks for the call. And th- th- see, that's a good conversation. That's yeah. That, like, look, disagree, disagree away. Say, look, here's why I disagree with your column. This, this, and that. Yeah. But like, like some of the, like, it's such a toxic environment these days. With anything you disagree. Well, it's funny on. when you're behind the mic. People think we have agendas. You or the I mean? narrative, you know, or the narratives. They, that's the but thing. The, and they, that's the funny thing. You were higher on fields when he came out of college. You're less high on oh. him. I wasn't that high. Now I'm higher on him. So, right. again, there was no narrative I, going I back years that. or agendas or, right, or anything right. like that. Or like, We've evolved our opinions or, for whatever reason. Some people are like, hey, Sylvia, you gave Mitch five years. I'm like, I was out on Mitch midway through <laughs> 19. Like, he was a rookie in 17. Yeah. In 18, they won. And he was like... They were doing some things to help him. And then 19, he was supposed to take the leap. And we're like, dude, what's going on with Mitch? And I'm like, ooh, this isn't good. I was, like, happy they brought in Nick Foles then the following year. I was out on Mitch. Remember, people thought he'd go to Pittsburgh and would flourish. And that didn't happen either. Same thing after the third year. I'm like, I'm out on Mitch. Mitch can't play. And that's my thing. We can't just go every three years and be out on the quarterback. But if if you don't (sighs) believe in him... Are you but Mitch just, is one thing. Fields is no Mitch in a good way. I believe that Fields is way more talented than Mitch. Like, but not necessarily way more productive. Is that what, I mean, I agree with you almost. Like, he, he's like more the, productive, but not way more. He has not been more productive. Yeah. And yeah. I, I need more production. I'm just like, like I, I, you know, Fields is thir- in, in the column. I wrote this. Fields is 39 touchdowns in his career. Blake Bortles had a year where he had 35 touchdowns that he threw. You made some good points. uh, The dual threat is great, and the rushing yards are awesome. You want a quarterback to do as much as possible. I still need him to be more accurate and to process better when he's throwing the football. I would agree with this. find DJ more more. You always want your quarterback to be a better passer than runner, and he isn't. I agree with that. And, and when he does run, not fumble as often. <laughs> yeah, okay, I can, you know. That's, well, what do you mean? When Rashawn Salam fumbled yeah. too much as a running back, Dave Wanstead benched him, and he rushed for 1,000 yards. Why isn't the same true for a quarterback who runs? Yeah, I, I because I feel like the better the team, the less he'll be asked to do those things where he's trying to get extra yards and do more, and then it, uh, something bad happens. That's my point. And, I, I, and I, there's one percent of me that believes bring them all back and let's hope that this was the, lear- the learning year we thought last year was going to be. Should we should we take these calls or should we do Jesse's thing? Let's take these calls. And yeah. Let's take these calls and then we'll do Jesse's thing later. We'll do the That's poll fine. question later since yeah. we've got full phone lines. All right. I want to take all your calls. 312-332-3776 on this uh, Fields topic. We've got Waddle's World coming up. One hour from now, Robert Mays, who I think is as smart of a football brain as anyone out there. He's a Bears fan, and he's an well, insider. Well, that will offset you and I having a smart football we, brain on the that, air. That is true. <laughs> it's Waddle and Sylvie with Jesse and for Waddle.